0: This is on the sofa with Rouge. It's the first one I do recorded uh, with a video for my um, for my website or my YouTube page, which is called On the Sofa with Rouge as well. It's an absolute pleasure to have Maite Fasio Beanland here, and um, Maite is my cousin, so it's another another great yes, opportunity to right. have no, her I'm, here. We're
1: cousins.
0: We're, we are we're related. We're second cousins actually. And might, yes, that's right. might is deaf. And this is I think a first, I don't know, I don't have I've never seen it being done in Gibraltar before, um, even on TV. I don't know, maybe they can they can they can tell me otherwise. Um, but it's a, a real opportunity to get this big message out there that deaf people need rep- representation in our community one hundred percent. And I think they've got a lot of Maite has a lot of things to talk to say on the subject, so um, this is why she's here. Maite, welcome! Thank you so much for being here. Um, as you're watching it, whoever's watching it at well at home or whatever, um, obviously this is not live. I'm I'm going to be looking at Maite, but Maida is looking at Richard because Richard is translating everything I'm saying, and when Maitha speaks, Richard will be her voice, just so that we understand, although Maitha can lip read, and we we always are able to understand each other mostly, but for your benefits um, at home, um, I've invited, we've invited Richard very kindly is doing this, uh, just so that everybody can understand what Maitha is saying. So, hi, great to have you. Um, there's so many things I want to ask you. So. What the first thing is? What, what is your first recollection when you were little that you realised that you were different? That you realised that you were deaf? What do you What do you remember?
1: Well, it's an interesting question. Um, I was born in Gibraltar and uh, up until uh, I was one, I was hearing, and then I got meningitis, and that's how I became deaf.
0: OK, through through an illness, I didn't know, OK.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was very ill. Uh, I wasn't born deaf, so it was after I was born, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the Loreto Convent School, but I didn't learn anything there. I mean, it was really poor education because at that time they didn't know, they had no Deaf awareness. Um, the, the teacher would write on the board and talk to the board and I couldn't literally read the back of her head. Um luckily I had some good friends that would help me with the, the work. I mean I cheated a lot, I just copied my friends. <laughs> um the, the the teacher thought I was I was a really good student, but I didn't I had no idea, so, especially about English.
0: So what about your your um your parents? What did they think when they realized suddenly that that maybe they had to do some something different? Or what how did they react?
1: Well, So after I was ill with meningitis... Uh, in 24 hours, my whole life changed. Um, it was kind of like everything. I didn't like it when it was dark because I couldn't hear when it was dark. Um, I was like an owl at night trying to see everything. So I preferred uh, daylight. Um, but they that's how they kind of started to realise what was wrong. Um, and my mum was quite young at the time. She was only 20 herself. Very young. And she was the person that recognised but first um, that I was deaf and the rest of the family didn't believe her.
0: What? Yeah,
1: yeah. They sent me to France initially uh, and also to Tangier um, and then finally to England to be tested um, because I was a very lively child so it's very difficult to diagnose that I'm deaf because I was so, so active. Um, I, I would just, like, be looking at everything. Um, and because I was actually kind of attracted by movement, they they didn't realise it was deaf. So I would just, like, be watching everything. So it wasn't obvious. So, like, with trees waving in the wind, I would be looking at those and they thought, oh, there's nothing wrong with the hearing. But it was with my eyes. Uh, in France, the, the doctor first recognised that I was deaf, and it was very hard for my family uh, to accept. We were very old-fashioned, you know, we hid disabled people away at that time. Mm. Uh, but my mum never did that to me. My mum was very open and, and let me to have uh, a similar life to other Everybody children, else. which was really good. Really,
0: really important, good. really important.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and that time, I mean, my my cra- mum was exactly. young and she didn't know anything didn't about deafness. No, exactly. Yeah, Um, and she was very strong in her character and she knew what she wanted to do and what was best for me. Um, So I went to a hearing school, uh, the convent, until I was 11, Okay. But before that, I'd always thought I was the only deaf person in the whole wide world. And I was disappointed to find when I, my parents sent me to boarding a school in, in the UK, in York. It's called uh, Boston Spa School for the Deaf. I was really shocked because I saw there were more all deaf of these jobs. It was lovely. Yes. It was really lovely. And how um, was that? I didn't feel isolated.
0: And now, by that time, when you got to school in England, you were eleven years old. So that—that that is a whole another big thing as well, because you were very young and you had to leave Jib, little Jib, protected by your family. Um, the frontier was closed. No, the frontier was a cl- the frontier was closed, and you had to go. Yes, yes,
1: that's right.
0: Yeah, you had to go and 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 go to the school. Could you? Could you um, sign? Could you? What, how, what was your form of communication?
1: Well, at that time, my, my school wasn't a signing school. It was an oral school, so no signing was allowed. But after school, of course, we would sign in secret, you know, between ourselves. Um, and so I, when I went to school, I, I, I learned the language very quickly. I advanced very quickly. Um, and I was so happy there. Um, Luckily, my father could afford for me to go and I would come over back to Gibraltar uh, in the summer, at half-term, at Christmas.
0: So in those days... It w- the government wouldn't send you. I mean, you could only go to a special school like this if your family could afford to send you.
1: No, yes, that's correct. My father paid for everything. He worked very, very hard. I mean, the border was closed at that time. Yeah. And the business situation here was dire. So he worked very long hours to save up the money yes. to get the best education for me. That is... Mm. I mean, now I look back and I thank God. Very, very, very I'm grateful, grateful my father. to your
0: parents, both of them, of course
1: yes of course because otherwise I wouldn't be the person that I am today absolutely absolutely so So, thank God for for my parents who supported me so much uh, I've become a better person as a result Um, I've developed confidence you know, yes. I, I've worked with, with my father uh, for a few years. But wait, wait, wait a minute. Not...
0: Wait a minute. Let's go slowly because you're very. I know. I want. I want to hear everything, um, but I want to go stage by stage so we understand the process of how you, for example, you weren't allowed to sign in school. You said, but yeah, you. Were, so right, it was yeah. learning what lip reading. How did you communicate with other deaf, with your deaf friends? Mom.
1: Well. Well. So all the teachers knew how to communicate clearly with deaf kids um, and we had to wear earphones and the teacher would have a microphone. It's kind of similar to an inductive loop system. So mm-hmm. you could only hear the teacher's voice and you'd try and lip-read her and she'd okay. be face-to-face. She'd face. never turn her back on you, not like Loretto Convent where they just talked to the blackboard. And that really helped us. Um, but, you know, you can't pick up everything from lip-reading. No. So we pick up maybe, I don't know, say 40% you'd pick up, 60% you'd miss out on. Yes. Um, Now it's completely different. All the schools must have uh, British Sign Language.
0: And when did it change? Like, how old were you when that changed and then you were able to learn proper sign language to be able to... Must have opened a whole new world for you.
1: Well so I knew they had British sign language but mm-hmm. I didn't have the vocabulary um, uh, I didn't know signing when I first got there until I was about well about 1980 I think it would have been when BSL started becoming more... uh, accepted and people became more knowledgeable (laughs) about it. It used to be like kind of a secret thing, a deaf community where we just used that language. It wasn't in the hearing world. But since then, it's become more exposed. And we've got uh, a BSL Act now in the UK and the same we have in Gibraltar just last year. Uh, There's a British Deaf Association.
0: So a a BSL Act. So explain what that means, please. It's a legal thing to
1: Yes, it's legal recognition okay. of the language. And it's a big breakthrough for deaf people. Um, so you know, you can have an interpreter or you signing at work or it's been really important that our language yes, our language and culture has been recognized. Of course. And representation.
0: Um, but what is
1: it what does and it And our mean? identity sorry?
0: What mm-hmm. does it mean? I mean, I know it's a huge breakthrough, but does it mean that um, people have to, uh, uh, when when they employ you, somebody has to be able to um, have this BSL training? How uh, how does it affect, day, you know, you going for a job, for example, or applying for, anything? How does it affect?
1: Here well no, here no. it's a great problem Is it's it? really Is difficult it? yes. um, nigh and nigh impossible i mean that's why we are still gitter gibraltar hearing issues and tinnitus association are still fighting the government to provide proper interpreting services for deaf people so whether or not they're going for a job or whatever or so that they can have or, any job that you do that they do provide an interpreting service for meetings or to communicate with other people that that's what we're still fighting because then it's much easier for deaf people and then we feel equal and yes. comfortable to so, hearing people so let me get to and the confident. point
0: sorry let me yeah. get to the point so i keep saying i, I do not want to interrupt um I Oh that's fine. You finish you finish <clears throat> your studies in England and um, and you're eighteen years old and are you able to go to university? Would you have had that opportunity? <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> mm. Uh, I could have, yes. Well, I I was planned. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to learn more sectorial skills, um, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, my father my father didn't want me to go away from home again. Yeah. So I came back came here back to and, gym. and worked okay. with my father. And
0: then you, so you worked with your father, right, in the in the family business? Okay. And... How,
1: yes, my uncle Albert as well.
0: how did you how did you find that coming back to jib after being in England with lots of people the same as you who understood you and then you're you're back in jib with people who who don't understand you because you have no deaf friends here in jib, I suppose I don't know. I'm
1: well. When I left school and I came back home, uh, it was really, really hard for me. I mean, I hadn't realised what it was like outside of school and then getting a job. Life just completely changed. And, you know, you had to be more kind of get up and go and and I had to learn what the outside world was like for myself. And I was working with my father um, and I couldn't complain because at the time, you know, I didn't even... Even know that I should be fighting for my rights. Yes, that it just wasn't that they didn't. They just taught me how to do the office work. Yes. Uh, well, really, they didn't. I had to kind of learn yeah learn as myself. you went along.
0: And and at any point, did anybody say, "Look, I'm deaf too. Let's get together. Let's do something about this." W- when did that happen?
1: Uh, um. Well, yeah, I have two friends, just two friends. In Gibraltar. Uh, okay. Yes, in Gibraltar. Um, but then they actually went back to the UK and Mm. stayed there. Mm. And when I came back to Gibraltar, um, sorry, I went to UK, they were here. And Mm. when I came back, I saw them, but not very often. Um, and I was older than them. So, you know, um, so we're very good friends now. Um, but, and I see them.
0: So I want to ask her,
1: I'm just asking the question about when did they start?
0: Campaigning?
1: Yes.
0: I think
1: <laughs> April... I we're still fighting now for BSL. I mean, there was a march in London about 15 years ago. Mm. And we didn't have anything here, of course. Um, um, she was referencing earlier the BSL Act, which came mm. into force last year. But um, we were trying in Gibraltar to raise the profile of BSL, and we were campaigning to the government to provide the BSL Act, the same as they had in the UK, and we were successful in that. Um, okay, that's now good. they do have that act, but yes,
0: but nothing's been done about it, so they've got the act, but then but then there's been no movement after that to do anything to help you, so I want to ask you um what what is your favorite form of communication? Would you prefer to do lip-
1: signing, of course? Okay. Yeah, that's my okay. first language. Um, because then I understand everything um, rather than lip reading. I mean, I can understand people, but I miss a lot of information when I'm lip reading. I mean, I wish, you know, I could teach all of my friends that's to sign. That's what I was going to sign. S-
0: That's my next question. My next question is Is there anything you wish uh, hearing people? Um, and knew how to communicate with deaf people. Is there anything important that we should know on how to communicate with deaf people? And what is it?
1: Well, it's really important. Um, I want government to put uh, a GCSE in BSL uh, in every school because then all the kids can learn
0: yeah.
1: um, the same as a foreign language they have those. you yeah. know we have Spanish, Italian, yeah. French. Yeah. we can have BSL now. A really good idea.
0: Ex- Excellent idea so
1: that would be you know in future they could become a teacher or a nurse or a doctor or a banker or an accountant or even an interpreter um, that would be excellent for Gibraltar that's my dream aim okay
0: that's that's like your goal now how do you put pressure on the government uh, do you have regular meetings with them as a committee are you are you part of the committee?
1: Yes, I am part of Gitta's committee. Okay, I am um, a committee member. Okay, uh, yes, well, and member and committee member. Okay, and um, we've been fighting for that, um, but there's still a long way to go.
0: Okay, what are the the biggest challenges that you face every day? My
1: challenges um, there's a lot of barriers I would say um, it's all to do with communication, some hearing people are quite frightened of me they think where are you from they think like I'm, I come out of a UFO or something like because of my voice they're like surprised by my voice or I'm like a, an alien um, so that can be really difficult to break, break through that particular barrier um, does it bother her? Sometimes it can be very frustrating. Frustrating,
0: but do yeah. you feel hurt by it? Oh, of course. Okay.
1: Of course, of course. I mean, every day, oh. every day. I mean, the people, you know, think I have such an easy life, but I really don't. You know, I have to be very, very strong and stand up for myself and show everybody who I am.
0: And you're not just standing up I'm for yourself a, a because you're, you're standing up you're standing up for everybody else who's in the same situation as you.
1: Yes, yes, of course. I've been fighting for the deaf community absolutely.
0: Does it make you angry? Mhm.
1: Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, always, yeah. always.
0: Yeah. Um tell me tell me Death.
1: For example, you know, I I would go to the doctor.
0: Yes. So what... Um. I was going to ask all these things now. So when you go to the doctor, what happens? You have to explain. I mean, you're married and you've got two children, so... You know, uh, 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 so that also is another.
1: Well, that time was very difficult. When I before when I went to the doctor, my mum would have to come with yeah. me to communicate or help me communicate. So my mum helped me a lot as well, um, especially if the children were ill. I'd have to go with her or or, or, or my uncle. Um, but now I'm independent and I can do it for myself. You know, and they have a system called sign video in an interpreter. In,
0: in the G- PHA. Yes. Ah,
1: yes, and how they does do. that
0: explain that to me?
1: Well, for example, I would be here and yes. the doctor would be sitting at their desk and we'd have a screen, uh, a computer screen with a camera. Okay. And on screen, you'd have a live interpreter remotely okay. based, and I can wow. sign to them, and then they would do the voice over that, the doctor, and when the doctor speaks, they would that, sign for me. But it's not 100%. Um, because what what, what of do you mean signal, it's not 100%? Uh,
0: oh, OK, OK. We, we, we
1: get a lot of but, crashes. Uh, I much prefer a live BSL yeah. in but, person. But is this Because is it's much a, more fluent.
0: OK, is this a service that the GHA provides for deaf people in Gibraltar? Oh.
1: Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to ask them. You have to remind them still. So
0: you have to, when you book the appointment, call and remind them that you need this the day you go for your appointment with whatever
1: Yeah, we we can text text them now to make an appointment. I I, I used to have to ask my husband to do it, but now I can. I mean, I want to be independent. I don't want to have to rely on other people. It's like with my mother, you know, I grew up having to rely on hurt so that's what I've been fighting for my yes. own independence um, so yes you do make an appointment you ask them for sign video you still have to remind them when they when you get
0: there okay um, but that's good and there's
1: only three doctors with sign video remember? oh I see not the whole hospital
0: oh it's not everybody
1: no 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 no
0: okay it's no. only three doctors who can we ask who are the three doctors in case anybody else needs to know this information who are the three doctors
1: well It's just those three.
0: Which three? Are we allowed to mention their names?
1: I can't can't remember their names, to be honest. Uh, No, I can't can't remember their names
0: at the moment. Okay. Um, So all the fighting that you've been doing for all these years in Jib... um, what has come of it? So this is maybe one thing that you've um, managed to achieve, which is a breakthrough in itself. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's available. What else is available for people who are deaf in Jib?
1: One of the worst things I would say, there isn't. Um, one of the worst things I would say is uh, Gibraltar Broadcasting Corporation. Uh I mean, even when we had those chief minister addresses during Covid, they didn't have an interpreter. They should have had an interpreter, but it was really important information. It was vital for our health. It was an emergency. And there still wasn't any access. I mean, I had to ask my husband to explain what was going on. I'm very much treated like a second-class citizen, which isn't fair. So I've been fighting with the GBC to, set, to ensure they provide subtitles and an on-screen interpreter. Uh, or if, say, for instance, they want you know me to go for an interview, I want an interpreter to be provided. Uh, but they, they just don't do anything. Why?
0: They? Why? What, is the, what reason are you given... Money. money, okay.
1: Money, of course, oh, okay. I mean, they have does to it... set up something with the antenna and the equipment. Um, so yeah, okay. it's going to cost money. Okay, and that's the problem.
0: And do, does the money that the charity have can that help with the, with with doing that? <laughs>
1: no it would be far too too
0: expensive expensive.
1: okay because the reason i ask
0: the reason i ask is because i've spoken to other charities and there are already for example the breast cancer support group who i'm quite close to they um raise money and when the government the government provides certain services but to enhance the services they pay for nurses to be trained for certain equipment then they buy the equipment so that's why I've asked you that question, to find out whether, as Gita, you can pay for things, to make things better, to enhance what's, what's there...
1: It's really difficult to explain that point. I mean, at the moment, the process that we're going through is to fight with government so they will provide services to deaf people like interpreters. I mean, and also to support GITTA to develop. Um, So it's all you know, a matter of process.
0: And the the problem with GBC, as you see it, is that um, the programmes that they put out, like the local programmes, have no sign language... Um, no one signing. So what, what is it?
1: Nothing at all. What is no, it that for you... For example, like yeah. when you, you were on, yes. on Hub, yes. uh, you know, or the Powder Room, yes. I never get to watch it um, because yes. it has no access, no subtitles, and, and that really makes me angry. I'm quite disappointed about that. I'd love to have known what you were talking about because I think you're a very interesting person, but unfortunately I can't. I've never been able to watch things yeah. like that, and, and that yeah. really annoys me. And the news I mean, as
0: well, I suppose the news as well as something I mean
1: exactly the same in Gibraltar (laughs) absolutely nothing is subtitled, yeah. except when a Spanish person comes and speaks Spanish, they'll translate it into English then in, in subtitles. But yes, they won't they do it as a matter of course for deaf people. Hmm. So there, there you see. Yeah, it's fine. You, you I'm don't sure think, you've seen it.
0: As, as a hearing person, these are things that I, I don't think about. I mean, I have a podcast and we've had conversations before about the podcast and I've thought how, I know that there is a programme where you can put it into just audio, you can put the subtitles on, but it is something that's quite expensive to do, but the reason for doing it on video is that on YouTube, it does it for you, and there's a little program that's quite easy, very accessible, which means that any interview that I put on YouTube, you can read it, Um, and this is one of the reasons um, that I want to do it like this, Um, so, I mean... What is uh, yes what, I
1: know, I know yeah, what yeah. is your I mean I mean, it's, it's, it's not fair for deaf people is it um, because we're just waiting uh, for YouTube or for Facebook we don't get it when it actually happens I, what I want to be sitting at home with my family at 9 o'clock in the evening watching the news and have subtitles I don't want my husband to have to explain it or wait until tomorrow to actually watch the same news program I'd like to be able to understand it and have a conversation with my husband about what's going on in Gibraltar it's yeah. just not fair
0: it is it like a respect do you think a, a lack of respect to would you see it as that I mean it sounds quite a mm-hmm. basic thing mm-hmm. but it would mean everything to, to, to a deaf person I suppose to be able to
1: of course to yes.
0: watch the yeah. news Something as basic as that. So, anyway, what?
1: And and also remember, um, a lot of deep, deaf people actually can't read English, so they prefer a sign language interpreter. Why? So it should 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 have both at the same time. So why can't like them, the BBC news? Why can't
0: deaf people read English?
1: It, it, it's the same with hearing people. You know what what happens is you know you you you. It's the same as hearing people. You listen and then you, you learn how to read. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's the same uh, in that respect. Um, I mean, some hearing people can't read. Well, it's the same okay. as deaf people. Some okay. deaf people okay. can't read. Okay. Um, but And it's also a matter of preference sometimes as well. They don't okay. like reading English. They prefer sign language. Okay. And it has to be a choice. I mean, oh, you, oh. could you imagine if you just turn the sound off Right on telly, and ask all the hearing people to watch it. Do you think they'd be able to understand anything? Could you be able to to, to, to follow no. the programme if there was no sound?
0: It's the same it's for It's very me. difficult to do. You can live Yeah, yeah it's me. I want to.
1: I want either subtitles or interpreter, and and that's what I've been fighting the GBC mm. about, especially government. I mean, they're supposed to be you know funding the well, GBC yeah, yeah. to be able to do these things. Of course. There's a new bakery on Main Street. Cafe Louis' menu is full of tempting breakfast and lunch treats, from sandwiches with delicious fillings to cakes, waffles, pastries, and fresh breads baked daily. Now open Monday to Friday seven thirty till five, and Saturdays eight thirty till three. Cafe Louis, one eight four Main Street. So, um,
0: tell me, uh, how, what's it like? Having Richard here and Richard being able to translate. Uh, it's
1: fantastic. fantastic. And
0: how many people like Richard are there here in Jib? Just one. What?
1: No mm-hmm. what? Yeah. if you want to book an interpreter uh, you'd have to bring them from the UK and wait two weeks but is that because I
0: mean I mean I don't know much about it, but I was talking to Richard yesterday he explained that you have different levels you have people who are level two and and, and Richard is level six. now what does it take to become a level yes, six well, interpreter?: I mean-
1: Richard's a, a fully qualified interpreter
0: okay but there 's no one. how can there be no one else in well, jib you, what, like what you. you have
1: to what you have to do is go on a course you do level one, level two, level three, and then you go up to level six, which is interpreter training, and that 's how you become qualified and that, and we must have fully qualified interpreters here it 's very important for our communication if they 're not qualified there 's a great risk things will go wrong.
0: And how, how how many deaf people are there in Gibraltar? No, I, I mean, as a, G- no,
1: nobody in Gibraltar wanted to, you know, become an interpreter. That's the problem. I mean, thank God we've got him. Yeah. Why don't people? I mean, we're grateful want, just to have Richard.
0: Why don't people want to become interpreters? What is the what is the reason? Mm,
1: I think because the, the, they're not aware, the government hasn't done anything to encourage people to become interpreters. That's why we're fighting for. We fought for the BSL Act, and now we're trying to actually fight to to have them put some services. You know, that's why we want a GCSE in the curriculum, um, so that children at least now can start learning, and when you know they leave school, they can think about wanting to become an interpreter and. Choose that as a university course. It's to um, encourage them.
0: Okay, I want to ask you something. So if a child is born deaf now and goes to mainstream school, what is in place that was different from when you were a child? Now...
1: Well, it's very different from my time. Um, now it's much easier. When a child's born deaf, they're they're tested immediately, uh, and the doctor can then uh, decide. And what they, they do is is they use cochlear implants. Okay. Um, yeah. And, but but
0: will that, that cure? Means, I mean, will that cure deafness?
1: Uh, and then they go to a mainstream school. I I mean, of course, they're still deaf, but it means they can hear better and they can hear speech better. I mean, I I don't know. I I haven't had one. So I remember my father offering that I had an implant. And I said, well, no, it's like I accept who I am. I accept I'm happy as who I am. I can't ask for more. I wouldn't ask for more. Um, My father was quite disappointed that I didn't want one, but I was like, no, I'm happy as I am.
0: But they had to respect your decision
1: yes thank you yes
0: and um what 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 has been for you the biggest challenge for you as a mother um as a wife you know even now that your children are grown up and what is the biggest challenge for example if you need to call somebody
1: oh i'm very proud of six. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes they've done really well
1: oh. Oh yes, yes, my children are are absolutely fantastic, and likewise my husband. I mean, they've been very supportive when I ask. You know, um, very rare (laughs) will they say no. So um, they've been very helpful, especially my daughter. She's very, very helpful. Um, I mean, of course, my whole family is. But I was lucky, you know, to have my family around me, and my brother and sister as well have helped me a lot. Yes, Um, you know, they're always. There for me anytime I call. Um, so, my it's family. It's very
0: important. Support. The supports that your family Yeah, is. and my friends as
1: well. I've got a lot of good yeah. friends, you know. Yeah. They'll, they'll make appointments for me at restaurants oh, okay. or for holidays so, and things like of that. Course. So,
0: what? So. What do you do if you need to call, for example, for example, like like a very silly thing. How does she call her mum in the morning to say, hi, mum, because her mum's getting on, whatever. How are you feeling today? How does she do that? Text Uh, messaging.
1: Texting has changed, yeah. Technology. Thank Thank God. Thank God for technology. And thank God your
0: mum understands text because my mother doesn't text. So I have to call her. Yeah, she's she's the other generation that's too old now to really learn how to text. Um, good. So your mum can text. At least you can text each other. So, text messaging. The mobile phone was a huge. Uh, game changer
1: oh a huge change for the deaf community absolutely yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean we What's use that? whatsapp and we've also got FaceTime as well so we can do video chats and we can sign to each other through the telephone that's fantastic. which is amazing so Oh you, absolutely so yeah, you keep fantastic. up with all your
0: friends from school so I want to ask you. Yes, yes. Talking about your friends from school. Last year, you appeared outside. Was it the Tower of London, in a in a in a uh, mosaic thing? There was a photo of you in London. <laughs> Tell me about that.
1: Oh yes. So I mean, it's a small world, uh, the deaf community, because uh, uh, Stephen uh, is a photographer. Uh, he's deaf. Um, his wife who's also deaf, uh, eh, her name's Emma, um, she went to school with me. Um, and uh, Stephen uh, was born in Gibraltar himself.
0: OK. Um,
1: but his father was in the Navy, you see. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so one day he just asked me if we, I, he could take my uh, photo in in Gibraltar for an uh, ex- yeah, mosaic. It's an exhibition called uh, Mosaic. Um, so they wanted a picture of me in Gibraltar to be in that uh, display, um, and it was in City Lit in London uh, a College um, near King's Cross. That's they right, near display. King's
0: Cross. Yes, and
1: so many people have asked me about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great to show Gibraltar in a good light. I'm quite yes. proud of that.
0: Absolutely I'm sure you should be very proud anyway, might they yeah
1: I wish my father could have seen it maybe yes. he's looking down from Of course heaven. he
0: is of course he is for sure um how do you what are your hobbies how do you relax? Because I know that she goes to Mum's Dance, which is a in case people don't know, it's a fantastic um group of mothers mostly who meet and, and exercise to eighties music. Now, being deaf, how do you hear the music?
1: Well, I can't. You're right. I can't hear the music at all. Does she feel the uh, I, beats? I can't even feel the vi- vibrations because um, the the speaker's very small, so it doesn't generate enough vibrations. What I do is I uh, I'll I'll follow Nicole. Um, she's a lovely woman yeah, uh, and you. very easy for me to communicate with. And the same with all the mummies, you know, they're great. They really help me out. Um, and I feel like we're like a, a, a sister group, you know, like family. And we're always having a good laugh together. You know, we make mistakes when we're doing it. And I, I love doing it. Yeah, I, I hope to continue doing that. Uh, I do it five, four times a week. Um, wow, OK. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it helps me to keep my uh, life in balance, you know. It helps me relax. I can switch off, you know, de-stress. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really good. It helps me what, a
0: lot. What other hobbies do you have?
1: I sew. Yeah, I really love sewing. Um, I do work in felts. I do Christmas decorations and, you know, sp- so on the uh, uh, little sparkly things, and I also do crochet.
0: Okay, mm. um, this podcast is called "Why Bother." It's a question that I that I think everybody has asked themselves. Have you ever thought to myself, "Why am I bothering?"
1: No, no, no. Oh. no. I mean. I wanted to do this podcast to show people in Gibraltar my community, to let them know what a deaf person looks like so it can help them in future to realise, oh, that's a deaf person, you know, and hope they will learn a bit of signing as well. You know, that'd be great, Uh, and uh, to help the deaf community. Um, And it'd be really great if members of the community could learn some sign language.
0: I saw a thing on Facebook trying to teach people to learn sign language... Um, and how to do at least start with your name to raise awareness for the for the charity. And, you, and they were teaching you how to do the little the letters so you could sign your name. Does it does it can't people go like further than that to really get somebody or to train as a as an interpreter?
1: Well, you have to go on a sign language course. Um, you can do it online or Does it take we a long can bring yeah <laughs> Well, I. Well, okay, just to go back. um, Before I learnt British Sign Language, I could sign a bit, but I wasn't fluent. I mean, I came back to Gibraltar, I didn't need sign language because there was nobody to speak to, and I was just lip reading. So I wasn't fluent in sign language until I was 47. Uh, I started to go on a BSL course myself in Gibraltar. So I went on a three-week full-time course, and I did level one, and I passed that, and then I went on to level two. Uh, That was six weeks, but these are full-time courses. Uh, Okay. And so you know, at that point, I started to understand who I was, you know, who I actually am and and what my language is and uh, my, where my identity lies and my culture. you know that's that's how, from that point, I started to become an advocate uh, for deaf rights um, and Gitter. Uh, I became involved with them, and, you know, we help each other to try and achieve the ends. You know, without them, you know, I couldn't do it on my own, so yeah. together we're able... It's yeah. Edgar Triay he's yeah. the chair... Oh, well, he's uh, the chair. Uh, ..of Gitter. and he's very good and he's very helpful and he fights very, very hard, and so we should be thankful we have him as well.
0: OK. What percentage of the community in Gibraltar is deaf? Not <laughs>
1: I know three. Can I just do an edit there? Because yes. are you asking how many deaf yeah, well, people who uh, sign or how many people with the hearing loss? Because the figure many? is very different. Oh, interesting. So we interesting.
0: have five okay, so.
1: deaf people who use well. sign language, but there's an estimated two and a half thousand people who have a hearing loss and okay. use a hearing aid. So they're okay. the type of people that need subtitles. So and things two and like a half
0: that. thousand people. I mean
1: uh, yeah they're mostly older okay. people but they still have a
0: right to see the news and a right well, to do exactly, exactly. all these so, things.
1: Yes so I'm they, hoping they have the right to, I hope to be able to read subtitles. This
0: is watched and listened to by people and something will be done. I'm I'm hoping might that with a new government And, you know, maybe this will, you know, work towards... Getting um, something done.
1: Well, I mean that's my dream, you know, to I, achieve that.
0: I was going to ask the uh, BSL her what
1: is it? and the official introduction of the BSL Act, and also, you know, for interpreting to be available in hospitals and and to have sign language taught in schools, and, and yep. that's what's going to hap- help the deaf community who use sign language.
0: So, if something happens and there's an emergency and you have to go to the hospital. What, how do how do you you? It's difficult, very
1: difficult. It's not easy at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, very you difficult. have
0: to get somebody who understands to come and
1: yes yes a and e um, i mean if i'm ill it's very very difficult to communicate i often have to bring my family member yeah. my husband my son or Your daughter, my mum, or yeah. whatever um because when you're ill you, it's very very difficult to communicate and it's it's quite difficult to use sign video in those situations you need to have an interpreter available um but there's only one. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to bring an interpreter in emergency from the UK, and by that time, I'd be better anyway. So, really, we need full-time interpreters who live and work in Gibraltar. That's the only solution.
0: It's incredible. You don't honestly don't. You don't think that it, it does involve so much. So I'm really glad that you've come, and I'm really glad that we've got this out. Is there anything else that you want to add? Might there anything I haven't asked you that you feel is important that people should know?
1: Well, I just want to remind everybody, um, if you're interested in learning BSL, then do contact Gitter. uh, there's a, a company called Sign Code who provides training as well. Um, and please go out and learn some sign language. You know, that will help for the future. You could become a teacher of the deaf, for example, in Gibraltar, which we don't have. Um, we need a deaf tutor to be able to teach deaf children, and then they'll get better results in their education. I mean, that's another thing. Um, so, yeah, okay. I mean, so if you want to learn sign language, please contact uh, Gitta.
0: Incredible. So one question, it's a silly question that I ask all my guests. If you were on a desert island and you could just take one person, who would you take and why?
1: My husband, of
0: course. <laughs> Good answer, right answer. Yes.
1: Yes, oh. of course. How long oh, have course. you been married? <laughs> yes, I can't live without. My of husband. course. And it's he's it's, thirty-five years.
0: Yeah. And w- what is another question that, that I should have asked you? Really, who's been very inspirational for you during your life? Who has inspired you to carry on fighting, to 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 achieve everything you've achieved, my dear?
1: Oh, um. <laughs> I think I've learned a lot from Emma in the UK.
0: Elif,
1: uh, it's Emma Elif, um, she's a, a very good role model. Um, she's been to university. She went to Durham University um, and studied BSL and linguistics, um, and she's working for with deaf children as a teacher she's deaf herself and Plus. she teaches deaf children amazing yeah she's fantastic yeah yeah wow. i mean of course that's normal deaf people can do anything yeah. of course yeah yeah um and now she's the chair of Ambition. Yeah, I'll write it down. We'll do an edit there. For uh, she works for City Lit, um, and she's a BSL tutor now. Uh, So I've learnt a hell of a lot from her. Um, She's quite an important uh, deaf person, and there are lots of other professional deaf people that I've learnt things from as well. Uh, There are a lot of deaf people in the UK that have studied and are very successful in their jobs. Well,
0: thank you very much. Thank you, Richard, for being here and giving up your time to do this as well, to highlight everything. Um, I wish you all the best. If there's anything else I can do, I will do it happily, gladly. And, um, Thank you. and I hope this is a first. Is this a first, Mike? Do you know of any other interviews that have been done um, on deaf people? Oh, oh, I, I, GBC. You have had some?
1: Yeah. Uh, and at the university. I've
0: oh, done that's good. That's I've done good.
1: presentations good. for various organisations yes. because I want to encourage people to become more aware of deaf people and good. know how to communicate well, with
0: them. Well, we'll all try and do as much as we can and we hope lots of people watch this and can help okay thank you very much Uh,
1: and thank you very much for inviting me
0: pleasure You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer Charlie Hurst for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk and a big thank you too to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com Thank you for listening and please like and rate the show and should you want to get in touch my email is rougechip at gmail.com